0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is one for the Taz and Jim Excuses Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, I don't think this worked with the police, but this is a funny story from Brampton. I got busted going 111 kilometers an hour in a 50 kilometer an hour zone near Financial Drive around 530 in the afternoon. This is on Wednesday. And the police come up to his window and say, do you realize how fast you are going? And he goes, oh, sorry, officer, I didn't realize it, but I guess I was in sport mode. In my car, and that's why I was going so fast. If you don't know a lot of vehicles, they have sport mode. You can push a button on the dash or near the the gear shifter. It's like sport mode or econ mode. So I don't don't really know what it does necessarily, but it certainly doesn't make you go double the speed limit. (laughs) I think sport mode maybe is for... I don't know, passing people on the highway. I Honestly, I have no idea what it's for.
0: It's for feeling cool about yourself, I think. Is
1: it? Like you're in sport mode, so you put the, the uh, sunroof open or whatever? I'm in sport mode now.
0: I wonder, Look if, at me I wonder go. if it
1: really does do anything. Like maybe it lets you get to higher RPMs. The, the handling...
0: Does it affect the handling of the car? Sport
1: mode. What does it do? Because <laughs> I had I put like eco mode on the Kia sportage we have on the because we had an eight hour commute to the cottage. So I'm hoping it saved us some money on gas, but it doesn't really seem like it. Well, oh, look at this. Sport mode. It makes you go twice the legal speed limit. <laughs> Thanks, Honda. <laughs> at its simplest, engaging sport mode makes the vehicle's throttle more sensitive for hair trigger response. So I oh, guess you yeah. don't have to push the pedal down. As much or as hard The automatic transition may respond similarly Downshifting earlier And holding higher revs for longer periods To keep the engine's power output Within striking distance So, When should I use sport mode? When running away from the cops (laughs) Sport mode is most useful when you Want to explore your automobile's full performance Capabilities? That is not really specific Sounds like sport mode Shouldn't even be used unless you're on a racetrack yeah when you're actually using your car for sport,
0: right yeah It's like getting pulled over by the cops and saying uh, officer no i I wasn't speeding. I was in cruise control, <laughs> and like, then I drove through a small town the car was driving itself yeah. I, I put it on cruise. it was up to the car how it
1: how it drove after that it controls the cruise <laughs> So do we know if this guy got charged? Oh yeah, he got the full speeding ticket And I'm sure they didn't knock it down either Because it's such a terrible excuse Because sometimes they'll give you the benefit of the day yeah. That's a, that's like a stunt driving ticket So yeah, he got screwed
0: <laughs> That's a pretty pretentious excuse as well Just
1: say you're going to crap yourself That's how he's exactly. going oh, Officer, I had to get to a toilet He got a stunt driving charge 30 day roadside driver's license suspension 14 day vehicle impoundment Sounds like a sportster.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's on the the DL for his sport (laughs) for the next little bit. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. They've got a new documentary coming out about how people hate Nickelback. It's going to premiere September at the Toronto International Film Festival. And while we're on the
1: topic, tell everyone what's going on in Nickelback's hometown, Jim. Nickelback's hometown removes iconic signs celebrating Alberta's biggest rock stars. So basically, they're from a small town of 2,700 people, uh, about 300 kilometers away from Edmonton, I believe, or sorry, 200 kilometers northeast of Calgary, technically. Since 2004, there's three highway entrances to get into Hanna, Alberta, and the three entrances all had a big sign saying, Proud to be the home of Nickelback, like right by the population sign, yeah. you know. Well, it makes sense
0: because Nickelback basically put Hannah on the map.
1: Oh yeah, fifty million albums sold from a—that's th- an amazing story from a small town like that. So, what are they embarrassed now? They're they're they're, they're on the the hater. They drinking Haterade in Hannah? What's going on? I don't think so. The the, the removal was prompted by a desire for the town to refurbish the signs, which were about 30 years old. So I think they added them onto already existing signs because Nickelback's barely been around for 30 years. Uh... And then what they're going to do is they're going to there's an electronic sign that'll rotate and say like buckle up or deer crossing or whatever you know or on the bigger home highways. Of Nickelback. And now it'll say the home <laughs> of Nickelback. But people were getting out and taking pictures of, it, and I thought maybe they thought it was a hazard or something, or maybe people were stealing it and you know or, or, or vandalizing it. But I think they just think the time is up. Like, I, I figured, like, oh, is this a hazard? Oh, it's, it's, it's stopping traffic or something like that. But people were, like, taking pictures of it constantly. And for a town that size, to have a landmark like, like that is a pretty big deal. Yeah. And it actually can bring money into the town, too. Well, you know what they need to do? Get them
0: off the highway. So maybe build a statue of Nickelback. In, in the downtown core. In town square. Yes. That way they, they pull off,
1: they have lunch at the Nickelback Diner. Sure, sure. And then you take a photo and then you post it with the caption, look at this photograph. Every time I do it, it makes me laugh. <laughs> Classic. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
0: I went to a high-end coffee place on the weekend mm. and went through the drive through. A couple things bugged me about <laughs> the experience. I'm going to share them now. Okay. Number
1: one, when did they stop putting prices on the menu boards. Hmm. I think I know which high-end coffee chain you're talking about, <laughs> but yeah. You, you drive up, and they've got all these items there. Hey, try
0: this. Get this. Get this. I'm like, okay, how much does it cost? They don't tell you. Hmm. They don't want you to know. Of course. And you know why they don't want you to know? Because it's all
1: overpriced. Because <laughs> it's $4.80. <laughs> It's crazy.
0: My coffee, I got a a, a medium or whatever they call it, hmm. a, a decaf coffee. What a waste of time. <laughs> I can't handle caffeine. You <laughs> sure, know sure. So I got up to the window. It's $4.80. Oh,
1: my God. Yes, of course. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You nailed it.
0: $4.80. And the guy working the window passes me the thing, and I... I go to just tap my card. He's like, oh no, there's a prompt before you can tap mm-hmm. your card. So, they're asking for a tip and I think the cojones on this place yeah, to charge me, overcharge me for a coffee and
1: then think I'm going to pay your employees for you. It's crazy. It's crazy. Not only that, it slows down the line with the prompt too. Like, the, the drive through is supposed to be as efficient and, qu- and quick as possible. I miss the good old days where if you got great
0: service, then you could surprise the person at the window by saying, thank you so much. You were great. Keep the change. Yes, yes. Keep the change. That was a nice thing that the consumer could do for the, the, the establishment, but... To be guilted or forced into tipping on a $5 coffee, Mm -hmm. the markup on that, it's got to cost 30 cents for them to make the
1: the coffee start to finish. 100%. 100%. Pay
0: your employees. Yeah. Why
1: am I doing it for you? The other day I was at a restaurant, I noticed something, a couple things. Number one, they handed me the the thing, and the bottom choice was 20%. Usually it's like 10, 15, 20, or 15, 20, 25. The bottom option was 20 So I had to manually put in 15%. And I thought, in the future now, if I have to manually put in 15%, I'm putting in 5%. Because you got to do something, because it's got to look. You got to fight back, but you, but you also like. I don't. It sounds petty, but it's it's getting ridiculous, and you have to put your foot down. I also noticed that sometimes you're getting bad service, but once they hand you that interact machine, now it's all. So what, how is your day? What else are you doing this evening? Like, so they, they kiss your ass they while won't you're be tipping. Nice. Yeah, it's all business. Bad up until, service yes. until
0: until the tip time comes, and
1: no personality shown. And then as soon as that percentage thing pops up, now it's. <laughs> Boy, that's a nice dress. I love your nails, they'll say to my wife. But no compliments before that. No personality.
0: <laughs> I like that idea, though. 20 is, 20% is crazy for that to be the lowest option on the tip. Suggestions, yeah.
1: and I don't want to take it out on the on the server because like it's not they didn't choose to make the but it's like you got to be like you know what I would have tipped you. to <laughs> I give the You got to tell them. Can I you to, to your to, manager? You I got to carry it up. Lecture. <laughs> you need to lecture
0: the employee before you tip them five percent,
1: Jim. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: that'll solve the problem. Th- and
1: I'll say this hurts me more than it hurts you.
0: <laughs> Taz and Jim, earlier we were talking about tipping. I went to a a popular coffee spot on the weekend, paid almost $5 for a medium coffee, and they had the gall to ask me for a tip (laughs) afterwards. Here's a text message from one of our listeners. Hey, Taz and Jim, I can relate. I went to a Jays game last weekend, and... The debit machine asks for a tip on every beer you buy. It cost me $38 for two tall cans, and
1: they want a tip? That's a joke. Yeah, especially when they just turned around and cracked open a a tall boy. like that. You didn't do much. You didn't come to my seat, ask me for my order, walk away, come back. I have a friend who owns a restaurant, and he says people have forgotten
0: that what you're tipping on is somebody serving you like basically you sit down at a restaurant that person is your servant they're your butler for an hour right mm-hmm. so you should be tipping based on that
1: service or you and not even should be you could be you could be it's up to you and there's no right? difference between handing you a beer and handing you a thing of popcorn like we're truly yeah just because it's alcohol you're, you're you're obligated to give a tip no and 15 percent on 38 bucks that's it's insane. like 6 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, even 10%, yeah, even no 5% thanks.
0: when a beer is overpriced
1: three times. Yeah, yeah. You know what? This makes me just want to carry around a lot more cash than I have been because then, you're, then you completely avoid the Interact machine where it prompts you with the tip. Give me back my change and let's all yeah. move on with our day. Well, Jim uh, decided you had a good
0: suggestion there. If, if the lowest tip suggestion is 20% or more, then you do custom tip and tip only 5%. Mm -hmm.
1: Just out of principle, I'm sorry for anybody caught in my my wake.
0: (laughs) I have to prove a point.
1: (laughs) Tip percentages are calculated after
0: the taxes are added. Oh, yeah. 15% on a meal is more than generous, according to this listener. Hey, guys, I always wonder what percentage of the tip at the restaurant actually gets passed on to the staff. It's on the establishments to be fair and to pass it all on and not keep it. Maybe they only pass on 15, keep the extra for themselves.
1: You got to trust the manager in that situation, but I'm sure... Especially when you're
0: not dealing with cash, when that server doesn't get the cash in their pocket. Yeah, yeah. And you're trusting them to, uh, at the end of the day, go through every transaction on that debit machine and pass that money onto the staff.
1: Hmm. Be pretty easy system to skim. Yeah, if I was a server, I print off an extra copy of every receipt for myself, just to archive. I wouldn't necessarily do the necessarily do the math every day, but I if you had suspicions, but if you had suspicions, <laughs> then you have yeah. the proof, right? <laughs> it's it's
0: getting wild out there.
1: <laughs> you got a tip for everything. I know. This is the Taz and Jim podcast.
0: The Barbie movie continues to rake it in. Uh, It's made over a billion dollars worldwide at the box office, making Greta Gerwig the first female director, uh, solo female director, to have a movie make over a billion dollars at the box office. Well done. She's going to be doing pretty well on her next uh, contract. Yeah, no doubt. I wonder what will be next. Good for her. I heard it's funny. The names Barbie and Ken are surging in popularity as well. This is from a uh, website, a baby name website, babynames.com. They say up 300% in July
1: for Barbie and 200% for Ken. Imagine you had like a boy and girl twin, twins, and you named them Barbie and Ken. Ken peaked in popularity
0: in 1963. Barbie's high point was 1964 could this be the new high point maybe mm.
1: it's a popular film <laughs> now would you name them barbara and then just call her barbie is that or is it just barbie right on the on the birth certificate it depends how you want to play it i go i go barbara just in case you regret it you know what i mean and you can always call them barbie are, or you, going, are you going kenneth Ken- i love that name kenneth
0: kenneth what's the frequency <laughs> um did you see Justin Trudeau went to see the Barbie movie on the weekend? He posted I did, a yeah. picture of him and his son wearing pink shirts yeah. outside the theater, saying "We're on Team Barbie." Yeah, and the reaction—either he is completely oblivious to the fact that uh, people are going to lose their minds over that picture on social media, or Trudeau is one hundred percent trolling the haters.
1: I, th- I think he's aware. And it's funny because like it's such a who who cares you know exactly. what I mean it's such a dumb thing but also it is kind of lame like when he's tweeting Taylor Swift and you know doing like the heart emoji with his hand you're like could you be a little more serious like yeah. you are a prime minister just I don't care but it does look kind of lame in my opinion it
0: is it's very drama teachery it's just silly we're but on, it's on also team a big deal
1: also the movie came
0: out like three weeks ago you're a little late it's like me posting a picture on the weekend saying I'm I'm on team Edward in front. <laughs> of a Twilight poster.
1: Not necessarily capitalizing. You know, yeah. it's, uh, uh, or like showing up with like fangs. Ooh, go to the new Twilight movie. <laughs> like, okay. Nobody cares anymore. That was three weeks ago, Trudeau.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but funny to see people. Oh, this is an embarrassment for Canada. Piers Morgan. Thank God I don't live in Canada. Yeah. Just move on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't seen it. Have you seen Barbie? No, no. I will someday. I heard it's, I heard it's funny. Like Some heard, good parts? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had heard a buddy, uh, him,
0: Tony, got dragged uh, by his his girlfriend to see the Barbie movie over the weekend, he was telling me. He said it wasn't as bad as he expected. Mm-hmm. Kind of enjoyed it. He didn't post a picture of himself wearing a pink hoodie in front of the theater saying I'm on Team Barbie, <laughs> but he said it was pretty good. Sure.
1: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
0: Queens of the Stone Age Budweiser stage in Toronto. My wife and I decided to go to the show. Uli and I took the, uh, the go train from Aldershot to exhibition there. Got to the concert, no problem. But there was a scary moment on the platform in Aldershot, Jim. Mm-hmm. We're standing there waiting for the go train to arrive. And there's this couple next to us. They're leaning on the wall right beside us. Probably early 30s. You could tell they were going to Queens of the Stone Age too. Like the the guy had a uh, jean vest on with like rock patches on his vest. A spike on the shoulder. They looked like they were ready to rock and roll. So I assumed they were were going to the show as well. Um, We're standing there. All of a sudden, the woman goes completely limp, passes out, drops to the ground, the boyfriend kind of grabs her last second, fortunately stops her head from smashing on the pavement. Hmm. So she goes down and her eyes are kind of rolled back in her head. I'm looking at this and I all I can think about is the time, the humiliation you and I suffered, that time we were emceeing an event and, and that old, old lady slipped on the dance floor. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And she started bleeding from the head and you and I were frozen. We did not react well in that situation and we've sworn that we would never let that happen again so when I saw this this woman hit the pavement I was like I need to do something so I turn around and I yell I use every ounce of my radio voice to holler is there a doctor or a nurse on the platform we need someone with medical training Lady says, I'm a nurse, comes running over. By the time she got there, the the woman had woken up. She had just passed out.
1: But I was pretty proud of myself. I mean, it's definitely a good move, what you did, but I figured you were going to slip in there like a volleyball player and hold her head from hitting the ground or something like that and (laughs) be a true hero. So she
0: fainted. She landed on the tracks, the go train's barreling towards her. Yeah,
1: yeah. The boyfriend says, is somebody here a
0: hero? (laughs) I tuck and roll, grab her off the tracks. No, it wasn't.
1: Like Spider-Man, I hold the train back myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that dramatic. But... He, you know, it was a intense situation for a couple of seconds, sure. And I I sprung right into action instead of just standing there like you and I did that one time, mm-hmm. watching
1: everyone else come to the rescue. Sure. Now we were about ten beers deep and we were dancing with afros on, so we weren't in hero mode. <laughs> it was a costume party. That's <laughs> it was right. a little crazy, but uh, yeah. Well, that' good for you. At least you did something. I did, like, the nurse,
0: see, I, kudos to the nurse who came and, and helped out, um, but I could tell she didn't want to deal with it either. She was disappointed that she was a nurse. She's like, oh, I'm a nurse, you really? know?
1: Really? I feel like they kind of have that instinct well, and they want to... It was
0: Friday. She's probably going home after a...
1: 12-hour shift or something? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. She's like, oh, God, I'm a nurse. I'll help out. <laughs> I thought, I, I thought maybe, first thing you think when you see someone just randomly go down like that, you think, oh, man, like, is it drugs? Did she just take something to get ready for the show, you know? And
1: then is dehydrated now?
0: Or, or who knows what's in drugs sure, nowadays, yeah. right? Did she, get, did she get a bad one
1: mm-hmm.
0: and go down? But she seemed pretty with it. It was the strangest thing. She's like, I could hear you guys talking. She's like, I'm just taking a, a nap. Or, like, you're lying on the pavement at uh, the go." Station. He's like, oh, oh.
1: That's (laughs) odd.
0: And then she got narcoleptic? I don't know. And then she got up and she seemed fine. Strange. So uh, you're welcome for saving your life. And uh, I hope you enjoyed Queens of the Stone Age on Friday.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to the ceremony where they give you the key (laughs) to the city, Taz. (laughs) The key. What am I getting? The key to Aldershot. (laughs) This
0: is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I was having an awesome long weekend until Monday afternoon, Jim. Uh-oh. My wife put on a load of laundry, and we noticed that when the laundry tub was draining, the toilet in our main floor bathroom would start filling up. So obviously there's a plumbing problem there, oh right? boy. Something's oh boy. clogged. Water doesn't have anywhere to go when the, the laundry machine is draining, so the toilet is filling up. Luckily, it didn't overflow. So, and this is, there's, there's a little debate as to exactly what was said after that happened the first time. I I think that I may have said, don't turn the washing machine back on. We'll call a plumber tomorrow. My wife says, I didn't say that. <laughs> because I went outside to play football with Grace and we're throwing the ball around and about 15 minutes later, my wife comes out in a panic and she says, the basement is flooding. (sighs) Oh boy. So now I'm frantic. I run into the house. I go downstairs. I, I figure out what's going on. The toilet is overflowing on the main floor. So the basement isn't flooding. It's water coming through Like the crevasses from the bathroom on the main floor and dripping down into the basement. Really?
1: Yeah, water's not
0: good. Water's not coming out of a drain in the basement. It's coming from the main floor, dripping down. It's everywhere. It's not fun water either. It's oh uh,
1: no, swamp water. It's there's uh,
0: there's some stinky stuff in there for sure. (sighs) Goodness, I'm freaking out. Running around like a chicken with his head cut off, trying to turn off all the water in the house. I got a plunger out, trying to plunge the toilet. Eventually, we mitigate the uh, the damage. Get towels down. Every towel in the house is now on the floor. <sighs> <laughs> and uh, and that was just such a great way to wrap up a weekend. Oh,
1: God, man. I've never heard of that, but that
0: sucks. It sucks. So I, I need someone. If you have one of those snakes with a camera on it, I'm going to need you later today over at the Taz <laughs> residence because there's something stuck in there. Now, how much are you willing to bet? We have a 6-year-old and a 3-year-old. And little Amelia, she looks innocent. I would not be shocked if she has flushed something down the toilet at some point that has caused this clog.
1: Sure, you, sure. Like, it could be, like, a a frog beanie baby or something. Anything. Yeah. A little
0: plastic toy. Sure. Whatever it is. Something that shouldn't go down the toilet, I believe, has gone down
1: the toilet. I just didn't know. I know less than zero about plumbing. And I just didn't know the washing machine could possibly affect... The toilet as well. The drains are joined. So the, I know, they both but drain into the same.
0: There's like a Y junction sure. that they both drain to. So obviously, right there, it's clogged because we've tested. And then it's going back up. Yeah, yeah, we've tested other water sources with separate drains, and they are all draining out to the street, no problem. It's just that one junction hmm. is clogged up, and uh, I ruined my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Telling you guys about uh, yesterday, my awesome afternoon where uh, my wife came running into the backyard saying there's poo water flooding the basement. It's uh, never good. (laughs) No. (laughs) The toilet on the main floor was overflowing when the washing machine would drain, and it made a big, big mess. I am suspicious that my three-year-old daughter has flushed something down the toilet, and you say... That has happened to you?
2: Oh, buddy. I had uh, a two-year-old child flush one of those plastic shot glasses from Comedy Club 54. It got <laughs> stuck in the snake's area trap of the toilet, and I had to replace the whole toilet. Oh, my God. So I smashed it open, because I'm a self-employed contractor, so I needed to see what the problem was. And it was the same, but ten years later, we still got the cup, little shot glass.
0: But you I, still have the glass. You don't drink out of it, do you? Uh no, buddy. I don't think anybody has. Still is it shop for
1: good memory? Is it like a novelty shop glass? Like I figured the shop, or sorry, shot glass, because like I figured it's small enough it would just go through the pipes and go through the system and come out the other side. But oh,
2: it's got a little. It's like a mini coffee mug, so I had a handle on it.
1: Oh, oh anyway. boy,
2: it was flushed down so the open end of the cup took the water with it and got lodged
0: and what orphanage does your kid live in now
2: (laughs) that
1: (laughs)
0: anyone have a great day man hey it's taz and jim who's this
2: steph from uh, huntsville ontario
0: hey steph what's going on you have a flush story for us
2: (laughs) i I probably have more than one but i've got a particular one okay Um, so i I used to work for a boardwalk uh, rental uh, communities, so the apartment buildings and stuff. And um, we had a, a, a one of the guests or one of the customers had had a, a, a clogged toilet. Went to deal with it. They were they were saying the same thing, swearing it was their kid that flushed something. And uh, and we could not get it unclogged. It would not. The only way we we had to replace the toilet, pulled it off. But of course, out of curiosity, we smashed the toilet to find out what was in there. And it was actually like a compact, like from like a makeup like
1: a Oh compact. yeah, yeah. It like opens like like a like a, like the a locket.
2: Actually, the mother had actually accidentally knocked off the counter into the toilet and that was just like a full blown clog. like there was nothing getting by that. So
0: <laughs> And now I'm worried that it's something that I accidentally flushed down the toilet. Here I am pointing fingers at the entire family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: you never know.